Here at Guitar Nerds, we're massive fans of Stringjoy guitar strings, and you should be too. Stringjoy, if you don't know, are the world's first true string custom shop. That's where they started with the idea to offer extremely high-quality strings in all the funny gauges that you could possibly need. Shredders looking for a thicker bottom end, country players looking for extra twang, etc. But what they've become is something much more. Stringjoy realised that the standard that us players accept for string quality is pretty low. Manufacturers have been building cheaply and quickly for years, and we've just accepted that as par for the course. And most of us probably didn't really know any better. So Stringjoy moved into actual standard string gauge manufacture too, offering the same superior quality, craftsmanship and attention to detail that they do with their custom sets. Their whole thing is to be the best and not just to make the most so i think they're well well worth your time and interest stringjoy strings are available at stringjoy.com and at 400 plus dealers across the globe if your local store doesn't stock stringjoy yet ask them to matt joe the um the world tongue twister champion just got arrested okay I hear they're going to give him a really tough sentence. (sighs) Hello and welcome, welcome, dear listener, to another exciting episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, Mr. Joe. That was terrible. Absolutely. Hello. Terrible. It was terrible. I know. I know. I'm scraping <laughs> the barrel. But the good thing is, Matt, we are we are still in. It's still November right now. But next week's podcast will be December, and that means I can start Christmas jokes. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. I mean, I was. Where was I the other day? Um, and the Christmas music. Oh, that was it. I was in Screwfix, and this would have been November. 20 november 19th and they were like oh we've switched on the christmas playlist well that is early that is early to do a christmas playlist um yeah i think well all the decorations will probably start going up from friday right first of december and we'll see where we uh we'll see where we end up but yeah christmas jokes are plenty i i think we said just before this podcast started i have no idea where this year went at yeah, all. 2023. 2023's gone super quickly. I have had a terror like I am so disorganized this year. It's been absolutely horrible. My my whole thing of next year, 2024, I'm gonna be organized. My room is a mess. Look at the state of my room, Matt. You could see it behind me. Look at this. There's just guitars and pedals everywhere strewn around some people would say that was a dream joe some people would be (laughs) like i want that i need them to be organized the problem is like the other day i wanted to do something and and i was like oh yeah i need a an eight pin midi to midi jack cable to to do you know do some midi Mm. stuff and i was like yeah i know i've got five of those somewhere yeah somewhere but I've no idea exactly where. And that's the problem. Every time I'm like, oh, you know, it would be great uh, to have like a Big Muff style fuzz on this. And I'm like, I definitely have lots of Big Muff style pedals. Can I find them anywhere in all the the boxes? 
No, I cannot. It's uh, it's funny you say that actually because so uh, and I've, yeah, I've mentioned on the podcast sort of moving soon, going to have a new office, and I was I was like, I need a workbench. So I've been looking at workbenches. Um, what do you mean uh, workbench? Like a like a guitar text bench? Yeah, sort of yeah. So I can so I can actually because at the moment. I'm using a laptop stand or my desk, but obviously my desk has got a keyboard on it and, you know, a laptop and all sorts of stuff. So I'm like, oh, I need a workbench. And I'm like, what am I going to put pedals on? Like, because I had those shelves before. I think everyone uses the IKEA pedal shelves, you know, a bit like the JHS thing. And I'm like, "Uh, I just, I don't want to. The problem is, is the office that I'm moving to is kind of not super wide, but it's quite long. And I like to move stuff around. I'm like, as soon as you put shelves up somewhere, you've sort of that's it. That's yeah, you're committed. Place. Yeah. I'm committed, and I I don't want to commit. So I'm thinking. That's why I, I use bookcases, Matt. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe bookcases, some sort of. Um, I mean, what I would love. I don't know if you've ever seen this, Joe. I think it was Josh Smith. He has like a. Um, Oh, what's the name of that really famous tool company that mechanics always have? Uh, uh, a tool company, like Black yeah. & Decker. Yeah, no, but it's not Black & Decker. I can't think what it's called, but they always have like the, the garage. <laughs> no, they always have the garage workshop, the big red cabinets. I can't think what they're called, but mm-hmm. they're like, they've got drawers in for like spanners and wrenches and you can, they actually fit pedals. So you could have like slide out drawers of like oh, yeah. all your pedals in. I'm like, mm, that sounds a good great. idea. Um, I like having, the, I like the idea of having them all in drawers. So, you know, like you say, oh, I really want to put like a big muff on it. I could, you know, go in the drawer, but then I like having stuff on, on display. So yeah, I probably need some sort of cool shelving unit that I could, um, that I could put everything on, mm. put some pedals on. And I've just seen someone here, and uh, they've put loads of their pedals on upside down. I'm like, why would you do that? Uh, yeah, they've put like a boss pedal upside down. I'm like, it stands the other way up, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I how don't do you, like... How would you put the power in it? Oh, I guess it's just... No, they're display. just for display on a shelf. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of maybe some um, some cabinets. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to think about this. You're going to... We, we, you know, I can come and help you decorate. You're going to have pink walls in your studio? I am going to have a pink wall for oh, sure. A feature uh, wall, nice. A feature wall, I think so. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go for. Um, but yeah, are you going to need gonna go for wall mounted cars? You thinking? Are you going to use any of those uh, Oppenhagen, Hagen, Hagen, like Copenhagen, Oppenhagen? Those, those I, lovely hangers. I thought about it, and then I was like, again, put a guitar on the wall. I'm like, hmm. You know, not sure if I want to commit to where it's going to go on the wall. Plus, they're like plasterboard walls, and I don't like the idea of doing guitars hanging on plasterboard walls. However, I did see a kind of quirky Amazon guitar stand solution, um, which is a guitar stand, but rather than sitting in a row like your traditional Hercules or Fender or Stag stand, these Mm -hmm. actually go front to back. And they're on like an oh. angle, so your oh. guitars face forwards. 
this sounds like it takes up a lot of room and what I want from a stand is to take up no, not I just, too much room. I, I just want to display stuff in a cool oh, way that's non-committal. And then right. they've actually, in the middle, they've actually got a, a little stand that's big enough for a little combo, like a katana. Oh. That, which I thought was quite cool. So you could be I'm like, into oh, that. Could, you could have your amp in there and stuff. I was like, you oh. Send me the link. Send me the link. I'll, I'll put it in the, uh, in the Guitarnet's I... Facebook group, dear listener. Um, I will find it. I think I saved it to. Um, I think I saved it to my to my buy later. But yeah, I think I, um, I, I I do agree with you. It does take up a little bit more space. I'm just surprised no one else has done anything. Yeah, like this. Yeah. It just sort of seems a bit obvious from a display point of view. Everyone always goes for like quirky hangers, and I'm like, well, maybe you just want to. Oh, more quirky stand. Oh, I like this, Matt. This is this is nice. This is nice. It's got a little record player on it. Oh, yeah, but you don't have to have a record player on it. You can no, have rack gear. Yeah. Uh, I always the one thing I always like about Amazon is the amount of terrible photoshopping the companies do. Yeah, for their um, for their displays because I'm pretty sure the guitars that they've put in these displays aren't actually real, um, and they're just like ran. They've just like photoshopped them in there because I'm like they don't. Doesn't something doesn't look right? I, I will uh, say that the, the actual bits that secure the guitars don't fill me with confidence. They're like little wire bits. It looks like a little wire thing. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I don't trust that. I, apparently, that that is rubber coated, but I can't. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, that was the the only thing that got me. Uh, to be honest, the stand, the guitar stand, I would love, and I'm sure we've talked about this before. It's um, ah. Oh, I can't remember the name of the guitar company now, but there is a company that makes like really nice hardwood guitar stands, but they stack on top of each other. Oh, that's um, nice. So you can have like a five-way stand and then you can have like another five-way stand like stacked on top. Oh, I or know you, you can get, Or you can get one where it's like a five-way stand, but on top is like a workbench. Yeah, but um, there's so much money and they're actually oh, massive. They're like you need crazy money. Yeah. Crazy, crazy money. Is I, it... I, the thing that I have is still the same. You know, the ones that are like in a case. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's like a black Tolex case. No, it's actually a stag one. I actually it? got it from Blood Red Shoes. They, uh, We were doing some shows with the Polymath work. Yeah, weird mix, huh? And uh, they just, uh, they were like, oh, this is broken. We don't we don't want it. And so I took it home. That was, oh. that was years ago, years ago, over probably a decade ago. And now it's still here, still doing well. Still got my five oh, guitars on it. Yeah, five hundred. There's one here. It's it's quite it's quite neat. Uh, I'll, I'll send this. You can put this in the uh, chat as well. Maybe our our guitar group uh, followers will have some other suggestions. But this is a hardwood one from Etsy where the neck brace comes out of the top. Um, but oh, uh, oh. Yeah. Don't know if I really want to spend £165. Crazy. I definitely, you could get someone like Marcus Deluxe to knock this together for 200 quid, I reckon. Yeah. Although, what's interesting actually is um, they're actually Etsy, full of wonderful things. There's like a little amp head stand here, which looks quite cool. Um, Someone's made a little guitar workbench. Oh, yeah. Um, I do like the idea of getting some racking and putting like all the amps in a, in some sort of you know. Oh yeah, but then I'm like, yeah, oh. you want an amp rack like Rabia has, and all the like the it's a YouTuber thing, isn't it? Like YouTubers love to mm. have a wall of amp heads, 
That's yeah. uh, that's very much. That's their what vibe. I need. That's what you I want need. a wall of amp heads. I just don't care enough about amplifiers to want a wall of them. Yeah, I I I, I think that's the, that's my only thing. I was like, oh, I don't really need any more amps, but I always need more pedals. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Etsy has some crazy like custom amp stands and wooden sort of guitar stands and rack stands and stuff like that, which are actually quite uh-huh. cool. Um, but you do pay through the nose for them, for sure. Oh, yes, indeed. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, I well, think uh, I think not next week, um, which you're not here for, right? But the oh, week I am not after, here next week. The week after is the last Guitar Nerds podcast of 2023 before we move into gear of the year. So we're going to be doing a bit of a Christmas episode, dear listener, talking about Christmas stocking fillers. And not just stocking fillers, to be honest, probably things like this, big expensive stand things, cool things for the discerning guitarist to treat themselves to on uh, uh, for Christmas this year. Oh, sounds the, lovely. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe yeah. I'll think of some things that I actually want myself as well. Exactly. You should. You absolutely should. It's a, an um, excellent idea. Well, talking about things in time for Christmas, maybe, um, (laughs) or surprise gifts. Should we talk about this vintage guitar giveaway? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We are nearly there, aren't we? We we are pretty much there. I mean, this is... This is going to be... You're going to be blown away, dear listener, by what's occurred now. So, the vintage pro shop guitar giveaway if you're not aware of this dear listener go back and listen to previous episodes of the guitar notes podcast over the last month or more uh, we've been building a vintage pro shop guitar with you dear listener via polls on the guitar notes group on facebook and on uh, the guitar nerds patreon you've been choosing different features and we've been getting closer and closer. so each week we've been doing a new feature and we've been getting closer and closer to having a complete idea of what this guitar should be and then vintage guitars the lovely lovely people at vintage guitars have agreed to not only build that guitar for us but then give it to us for us to give away to you so you could win a vintage pro shop custom shop guitars the pro shop stuff is so good if you've not checked it out uh vintage guitars are us.com or is it .co.uk i need to sort of check it is that vintage guitars are as in the letter r yeah us.com forward slash collections forward slash pro shop <laughs> um yeah so you check it out dear listen they're basically super affordable custom shop ish uh guitars obviously they're still far eastern made but you can basically choose your spec and get custom finishes and the pickup options are fantastic you know the the brands that they work with and everything else so there's so much that you can do um it's very cool indeed what we've got so far, so you've chosen Jazzmaster as a body shape, dear listener. We've got a Jazzmaster. Finish-wise, you chose British Racing Green. That's what we ended up with. Um, and pickup selection-wise, you've gone for a humbucker in the bridge with a P90 in the neck. Um, and then we've done the... I mean, I said neck, we're doing the neck, but it's really we're choosing the board because the necks are all kind of a modern C from vintage guitars. So we're just choosing the board. So I gave you a choice of four last week. You could have uh, maple with dot, maple with black block, or you could have rosewood with dot or rosewood with block. And once again, the Patreon and the Facebook have fundamentally 
disagreed with each other. <laughs> of um, course, of course. <laughs> but it's actually created quite an in- interesting end result. So I, I, what did you vote for, Matt? Or what, did you, what would you have voted for had you voted? Since 2010, Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products used and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers and touring techs in over 50 countries. Pro quality but affordable, Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help their guitars look, sound and play their best. After two years of research and development and in collaboration with top guitar repair shops, Music Nomad developed in 2021 the keep it simple setup aka kiss and now thousands of guitar players from beginners to pros have learned how to set up their own guitar they demystified the guitar setup process by developing innovative precision gauges and tools combined with step-by-step general guidelines anyone can follow and set up their guitar to play and sound great with their KISS method and their gauges, you can check the vital areas of your guitar and use their toolkits to perform your own setups. They have a 24-page instructional booklet available in seven languages, downloadable for free, and many how-to videos, both by setup tasks as well as many complete setup video tutorials for popular brands such as Fender, Gibson, Taylor, PRS, and more. Not only is it fun, but a properly set-up guitar takes your playing and sound to a whole new level. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com. Their website has a very cool setup hub section where you can find everything you need to know so you can start setting up your guitar properly. Follow them on social media at, at musicnomadcare. Kiss your guitar with Music Nomad's Keep It Simple Setup. Based on every, because this is the thing. I don't know if people are basing their decisions off what their favourite board is, or yeah, what, or what the guitar the, is, yeah, or what the guitar is. But for me, it feels like it should be rosewood, right? Any With, preference on block or dot? I would rather have dot, like clay dots. Right. I think would look cool. Go for the vintage style thing. Okay, um, cool. I just I don't know. Don't know if that those kind of offset guitars suit a maple board, in my humble opinion. Okay. I, I'm maple dot. Um, I'm going through a real maple f- phase at the moment. And so mm. I just think, and also I'm thinking about uh, British Racing Green Jazzmaster with this pickup configuration. I want something to make it outlandish. And I feel like a right. maple neck is, is what would what, what would do that. Um, oh, we definitely know. differ on that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry because it's been massively unpopular. Um, it came third place, right. the ma- maple neck with dot inlays on uh, Facebook. And... Um, and also third place on um, on the Patreon. Now, on Facebook, the most popular option is a rosewood neck with block inlays, scoring nice. a neat 39% of the vote. Rosewood with dot inlays came in after that with 28% of the vote. However, over on Patreon, rosewood neck with Dot inlays won by a massive, scoring a massive 52% of the vote. Rosewood Neck with block inlays came in second with only 23%. So dot inlays, massively more popular on Patreon. There you go, Matt. They're you know, in nice. line with you. Block inlays winning by less of a margin 
on Facebook. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to actually add all the votes together. Like, there's no, it's not clear. So I have to add right. them up. And it is a dead heat. Okay. Rosewood Net Block and Rosewood Neck Dot. Rosewood Board. So people were pointing that out to me. I said neck. I mean board. You know what I mean. Um, Rosewood Board with Block or Rosewood Board with Dot. Dead heat. So, Matt, you and I are going to break the deadlock today on the podcast, which is tricky because you've already said that you want to go dot and I want to go block. I feel like block would elevate this guitar. At least, here's my thing. If you want a Rosewood dot British Racing Green Jazzmaster with a P90 in the neck and a humbucker in the bridge, the Fender player will already do that. They do okay. it for like 600 quid. Okay. I, I'm just saying, it's just very standard. Like British Racing Green with Rosewood Neck with dots on a Jazzmaster body, that's kind of a, a thing. That's not uncommon. Why are we doing this? Why are we bothering to build a custom shop if we're just going to go for Rosewood Neck with dot? Everything's Rosewood Neck with dot. Yeah. The, the, well, the, the cheapest guitars you could buy, Holly Benton's a Rosewood Neck with dot. True true uh i mean i am looking at a vintage v65 vmr icon which is the um the vintage jazz master the vintage jazz master with that rosewood neck with the dots i'm like it does look very good <laughs> uh so i'm trying to look for it. some i'm trying to look for an example of the pro shop with blocks because my only thing is, is what blocks is it going to be? Is it going to be like the Gibson blocks? In that case, I just always feel that it just takes up so much. If you look it takes at up the, fretboard. if you look at the reissued series, and dear listener, you can do this as well. Um, the reissue series V sixty five is available with blocks. True. Um, uh, they yeah. do that, and so you can. That. We did actually see the satin purple one at Guitar Summit, didn't we? Did. Uh, we did, yeah. It's spinning around on screen for me. I um, um I don't know, Matt. I don't know. Have I Maybe... got anything with block? Have I got anything with block inlays? No, even my SG has got dots. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe Matt. Maybe we can. This can help make the decision because this week we're not doing any more polls. No more votes. The listeners don't get to choose anything more. They've done enough. Um, this <laughs> we're going to start again <laughs> this this week we're deciding all the additional features so we choose whether we're having a relict or not how much we're having relict we're going to choose the scratch plate we're going to choose whether we're having matching headstock or not um those sorts of little things the finer features so what do you think i, I... feel like dot would be great if we went for like a you know just the lacquered neck with the natural headstock but block if we want to go matching headstock yeah, I think I'm looking at my my base six, and I I think I'd have to I'd have to agree that. Do you know what? I've never paid much attention to it, um, but I agree. Looking at some of the other ones I've got here, if we wanted to go very vintage, then you're probably right. Dots with a non-matching headstock, but I like the idea because British Racing Green is fairly uncommon for a sort of jazz master. I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, I like the idea of it having a matching headstock, which in that case, mm. maybe block would help it 
stand out a little more. Yeah, do you think? I mean, it would be very 60s, I guess, to go dot with a matching headstock, though, still. I don't mm. want to talk you out of I it. Wish, I wish I had um, more vintage Fender knowledge, because I don't know when they started doing blocks. We, we can or, throw that book dots. out the window. We can do whatever we want here. Um, well, I mean, within I the do, restrictions I of do like I do really like the dots. Yeah. I do okay. really All right. like the dots. I'm not wedded to blocks. I'm willing to come across onto dots. I do feel like we should do matching headstock, though. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm looking at um, the Troy Van Leeuwen jazz uh-huh. mask they did, which I know was Oxblood, but that's got the blocks in it with the matching headstock. It does look very yeah. good. Because yeah. um, that darker colour on the headstock, it depends. In some ways, it almost depends on how dark the rosewood ends up being yeah because i sometimes i tend to find that if it is quite dark then the blocks do look very good um hmm that's uh, it's ah it's a tough one it's a real tough one well i i yeah if it was me i would i would have matching headstocks but i would i would i think i'd maybe stick with the dots okay all right i'm willing to acquiesce to that well, uh, oh, thank you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're saying British Racing Green, matching headstock, rosewood board with dots. How are yep. you feeling about plate? Uh, are you going to hate me if I said taut? Tortoise shell? Surely there is no other answer to this question. If you're going to go green... Any green, well, not the pastel greens, any dark green, it has to be a talk guard. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm so I, with you. I think mint green or white or black. Oh, I don't know, just black on green, it just doesn't work. No. Um, and tortoiseshell guard is just a classic, isn't it? Yeah. Gold anodized. Bitsy tacky. I don't, I, I don't, I think it just doesn't work on that dark of a colour. Right, yeah. Um, I think if it was seafoam green or it was like sonic blue or something like that, it would probably work. But I think you're right. That color, you kind of need, you kind of need tortoiseshell. It just, it just works. It just looks good. Um, and ultimately whoever wins this, we want them to have a guitar that they, that m- most people would enjoy the look of. <laughs> yeah. So if we go too rogue, it's going to be uh, not to say that they couldn't change it down the line, but I, I, I think we stick it to it fairly classic. I, I'm looking at green with anodized gold. It does not work, but tortoiseshell yeah. looks very, very good. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we're there. So also there is an option for reverse headstock. How do you feel about reverse headstocks? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm into that. I You're mean, into I'm, that. Oh man, yeah. they are tasteless. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why that would look sort of bizarre, but maybe kind of cool. I don't know. Um, but we don't have to put a reverse headstock on it. But what I am going to say next, Joe, might shock you. Right. And I I think we should go... Because <laughs> only because I'm looking at loads of pictures here, I think we should go totally unrelict, unaged. Uh, what? Uh, I I don't I no absolute what is the point Matt no I've I've got to convince you <laughs> what would the point be in going unrelict when we demonstrate it has to be some degree of relic I actually think it does have to be some degree of relic oh, like, so, I, I guess that's fair enough because we are talking about the pro shop here otherwise yeah. it would be 
a fairly standard build for them. Although actually, yeah. their their vintage series is mainly satin. Although, oh no, they do do other ones, don't they? Yeah. yeah so maybe... I've, uh, I've sent you a little link, Matt, to one of their vintage V65 Pro Shop custom builds that they've done in the past. Their heavy distress bubblegum pink over sunburst reverse how, headstock. How can, you, how can you not like the reverse headstock? This... I think that that this guitar could look like a shoegazer's dream yeah yeah uh, I, I actually looking at this i can get behind the reverse headstock also this is the guitar we should have made dear listener bubblegum pink over sunburst heavy relic jazz master talk guard matching headstock reverse headstock rosewood neck dots rosewood board, i dots. i think we should go relic and we should do the reverse headstock and we should do a proper vintage tint on the lacquer definitely okay i can get behind that i can get behind that um We've got to talk I'm about. I'm into that. We've got to talk about. Well, we've got to choose. Do you think heavy? So they call it distress. Um, do you think heavy distress, light distress, medium distress? I don't know if they. Uh, if they, don't, don't even know, know if that exists. Get. I yeah. think if we're going for the reverse headstock and we've got the dot inlays and the matching headstock color, mm-hmm. seeing the example there, I think we should go for very distressed. You think. Okay. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of this being a bit of a kind of like, you know, thinking of like guitars with stories and the Jodo thing. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, hey, it'd be cool if this was like, yeah, like a pawn shop find and it'd been like super used. And like I said, it's yeah. kind of like shoegaze band. And, okay, you know, okay. they're, I don't know, a kind of like the sort of like punky aesthetic to it yeah I, I, I can get behind this so okay so i've got the form open now so we can go through these specifics here so we're definitely going gloss right we're not going mm-hmm. matte so we're going yeah. gloss we're going distressed but body distressed level they have a choice of light medium heavy and super heavy mm, maybe we should just go heavy okay i get heavy. feeling super heavy might be like totally crazy yeah okay neck we can choose standard we can choose gloss satin distressed gloss or distressed satin hmm what do you think i think i'd go distressed gloss but i understand that you might want a satin and i'd be happy to to you know to lose the gloss as no, long as I've got to keep the distressedness. I um I think the vintage, especially if you're using that sort of vintage tint lacquer, I think that would look really good on the rest of the body. So, okay. you know, sort of as a whole piece, I think that would, to me, okay. that would work best. All right. Distressed gloss it is. And headstock, you reckon we're going reverse, yeah? I think we should go reverse. Reverse it I is? I think we should go reverse. All right. We're going reverse. Okay. Well, that's uh, that that that's we. Let's see, let's see. We've still got to do some other things. So let's see. So pick up brand. I think we're going to stick just because, dear listener, <clears throat> this is you know it's not really a guitar for a person. We're going to go with Wilkinson because they make. We're going to go with because they make great pickups, and you know, it means um, we're not taking the mick too much out of vintage by asking them to put bare knuckles in there. So uh, they they do a whole range like Wilkinson, bare knuckles, Seymour Duncan, Demasi. Lace, Monty's, others. Maybe Matt, you and I need to go away and have a little look at the different types of P90s and humbuckers and make a decision on those. So yeah. we choose windings and everything like that. Yeah, that, yeah. that doesn't have to do be that. that doesn't have to be something we choose right now. Um, okay, so switching. 
wise we've got to do like switching and things like that are we gonna are we changing anything up we're gonna keep like a simple three-way It is Black Friday week, and Native Instruments and Isotope Software, the plug-in and audio editing software companies that keep this podcast podcasting, are doing a whole bunch of amazing Black Friday plug-in deals. There are bundle deals, $30 plug-in deals, even Native Instruments Guitar Rig 7 is on a crazy discount. Check it all out at native-instruments.com and get yourself some Black Friday bargains. I think we do that because I don't think they're going to do the kind of Johnny Marr four-way switch on a. No, no. Not, I, I think we just stick with with three-way and okay. the standard volume tone because I think we'd let people, you know, if they want to mod it and stuff, they can, and it'd be an easy guitar to do that. I, I think. I, I whereas, think, yeah. Whereas, if I was building this, I'd want to take things away, you know, and make it super simple for live use. I I agree. I think this is this needs to be versatile as well. So. Mm. Yeah, I, so I I think we um I think we stick with um fairly standard switching and then people can uh, mess around with it if they so please. Okay, good idea. All right, so tailpiece vibrato do we go you know, well, we go for something a little Gibsony or something a little Fendery. We go hardtail, do we go what do you think? You can't go hardtail. I go, think whoever's go hardtail. No, again, you could mod it if you wanted, but I'm just thinking for people who, you know, they've got to pick the colour and the spec, and I'm like, oh, you, I think out of the box you want it to be, if they've decided they want a jazz master, uh-huh. you kind of want it out of the box to be a bit to like have a jazz vibrato. Master. So yeah. I think it's kind of having the vibrato makes sense. I think the hardtail, the problem with the hardtail is that you can never really put the vibrato on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could say, okay, well, let's put a Bigsby on it, but I don't think it would sound very good. Okay. All right, okay, I can get behind that. I do agree. Jazz masters look well weird when you put anything. Other, although I do think when you put like the Gibson style bridge on there, it can work. But but I, I, I think I'm, sometimes I'm they look a bit cheap. That's the only problem. Sometimes I think when they yeah. look hardtail, they just look yeah. a bit cheap. And, yeah. All right, we're going to go vibrato. We're sticking with the vibrato. All right, hardware finish. We're going chrome, gold, black, nickel. What do you think? Uh, well, I always like the brushed finish, the kind of nickel finish. Okay, okay. We'll do that. Um, I, I like that. I can get behind that. Yeah, I can um, go with that. We can we can have the hardware distressed as well. I feel we like if we... should do that. I think I think if we're going heavy relic, if we were going any less than heavy relic, I'd be like, no. We could but, get away with it. Yeah. yeah, but it'll look weird. It'll look weird. Yeah, I agree. So I think we should distress that hardware okay okay all right well i think those are kind of all the features that's the full feature set here for this uh for this guitar so we're thinking right yeah so that's uh so we're keeping the body pretty standard we're going for um with the standard Jazzmaster tailpiece heavy relic with um a, a a relict um nickel hardware Humbucker P90, little three-way toggle, and the volume and tone controls. We're going for like a gloss, a distressed gloss neck on this. This is cool. Torque guard, matching headstock, reverse headstock. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is. I'm into that. I think that. I think that's gonna. I was, wasn't sure about the British Racing Green, but then I'm like, you know, I think give it a bit of a story, give it something, give it a bit of an edge. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I'm into it. I'm into it. 
All right. Well, there we go. There we go. That's what it is. So I guess I will, I'll put all these features down. I'll do a little video and a uh, post on it, dear listener. I'll pop it all in writing in the Facebook group and on the Patreon as well. So you can see exactly what the final specifications of are of this guitar and I'll let vintage guitars know so they can get building. I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, they said they've been inundated with pro shop orders. It's been really popular. I mean, it is, you know, custom shop stuff for like, a grand so yeah it's, it's cr- uh, it is crazy uh they've sort of certainly let them in selves in for um <laughs> yeah certainly opened the floodgates i think for that sort of thing <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it i'm very much looking forward to seeing it i guess we'll get to have a bit of a play and a demo before we pass on to the lucky winner how are we picking the Absolutely. winner joe have you have you worked got that far yet i haven't i haven't had a think about how we're going to do the giveaway itself we'll do you know it'll be something else some other giveaway people have to enter but you know i'm, I'm trying to think i, I tell you what i did so many of the companies i'm working for at the moment are doing giveaways and stuff i'm trying to think of a new interesting way to do a giveaway so i haven't um haven't got there yet i haven't uh haven't thought of an idea yet but um we will do we will do actually speaking of giveaways dear listener we mentioned it last week and it's it was on our it's on all our groups and wherever all the all the information's out and about but we teamed up with buzzing bugs audio devices um a wonderful cornwall based effects company who i've been a big fan of their uh their fuzzes recently they have just put out a lo-fi chorus the bbo3 which is like a chorus that also has a control for like tape aging and a control for like a tight slap back as well so it's very cool it's kind of the cure in a box really good lo-fi chorus we're teaming up with them to give away a one-of-a-kind silver version of that pedal um you can enter dear listener on their instagram um it's on our instagram as well the post is tagged there so it's really easy like like the post follow buzzing bugs and guitar nerds tag a friend in the comments etc um you've got till the 8th of december for this one but uh i can't stress enough how much i loved this pedal go back to last week's episode and you can hear uh an in-depth demo on it also there's a video demo of me making some noises with it um on the Instagram, on Guitar Nerds, on Instagram. So do check it out, dear listener. It's very good. So win yourself something in time for Christmas. Bloody lovely. Bloody lovely. Yeah. Matt Knight, you were away because you were gallivanting around Europe and you went to the big, the Leviathan of uh, of European guitar shopness. You went to Toman. I did. Uh, if any listener has been before, please do share your uh, your thoughts in the comments. I don't think many people, though, would have necessarily been because it is very far away. So, <laughs> so Toman is an interesting, uh, an interesting and awesome store, and I've been a couple of times. Yeah, very privileged to go and, and also do some of their events that they've done there. But it is the nearest airport is Frankfurt Airport, which Frankfurt is kind of in like southern Germany, not right down south, but not in the middle. Um, And it is a near two and a half to three hour drive to Toman from the airport. Germany is a massive place. Germany is is huge. It's pretty well connected as well. So for somewhere to be three hours away from the nearest airport, that's it. So it's. Yeah, it's in a tiny village called Treppendorf. So Treppendorf is kind of like what we would say in England is a 
guess it's a bit like a hamlet. It's not very big. There's not that many houses. There's no shops necessarily. Um, And the reason that Toman is there is that Hans Toman Senior, I think it was Hans Toman Senior, or certainly Father Toman, um, basically had a repair shop, I, I believe a trumpet or brass repair shop, in the garage of the family home. And the entrance to the store is the entrance to the family home. And everything else in that store has been built around that village. So all their warehouses, they've got like six ginormous warehouses. Uh, They've got their own restaurant. Um, They've just got all this stuff and they've expanded and like grown the village. And there's a big car park and they've been, I guess, slowly over time buying lots more of the village space. Uh, and from the last time I was there, they bought the two houses next door to that. And they're knocking those down and building even more store. <laughs> but it is insane. And it's not just a guitar store. They sell everything. Um, so they've got a brass room with – there was a tuba in there that was 27 grand. Wow. They've got an orchestral percussion room, which is like timpanies and xylophones. They have a – I guess you would say like a meditation instrument room. So hundreds of singing bowls and oh, gongs yes. and all that sort of stuff. They've I'd get got behind that. a crazy high-end guitar room, which is separate to the rest of the guitar department. They've got a two-floored guitar department with um, like six rooms. They've got a custom shop bass room. They've got a custom shop guitar room. They've got a normal guitar floor. They've got a amp room a pedal room they've got a whole floor for acoustics a ukulele section they've got woodwind they've got an they've got an accordion room which got like an accordion accordion room room. an accordion room um it is uh yeah piano floor drums brand new drum department just i it is just insane but the one thing that i thought was crazy and because they're totally geared up uh, a friend of mine actually was on a tour where he was part of like a show on ice type thing. And uh, he was the band that played at the beginning, at the end, and in all the intervals. And they actually took the whole show to like a bus journey to Toman to buy a bunch of gear. And they were saying that they quite often get like busloads of like orchestras come. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they'll just be like, right, okay, we're buying all of this year's equipment. And wow. they'll, they'll have they heard about and... have they heard about Toman.com, those people? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, that's the crazy thing. When you order, there's these huge screens that like bring your order up. It looks like a train timetable and it's like wait time, 20 minutes, and it like mm. flicks like the old school train timetable. Um, but they've got a PA and dance room, which is like a full venue, effectively. Ugh um with a stage and then i would say maybe 200 pairs of lights maybe 30 or 40 different pairs of pa speakers 30 or 40 pa desks and you can basically plumb any desk into any set of speakers and then have a full light show as well and they'll design the light what it looks like when i was walking past they'll actually they've got a program that like designs the light show Wow. You can be like, oh, yeah, we want to do this and we need this and we've got to have these fold backs. And I can basically build the rig and then just be like, you can test it. And then they'll be like, okay, then you can buy it. And you can get it. And because the warehouse is on site, they just pick it from the warehouse and there you go. So it's truly 
insane. It is, uh, I think one of the, when I was there, one of the guys was saying they've got like 1,500 people that work there. And that includes like the people that work in the restaurant. So they have a full restaurant and there's yeah. like four or five different meals you can choose from, a sandwich bar and a coffee shop. Um, because if you're there, you're generally there for the day. And if you're ordering something, maybe you're waiting and anything you see on their website if it's in stock it's in the warehouse and that warehouse is a five minute walk up the road (laughs) um so it's yes totally it's just well worth well worth a a visit if you're european uh it's well worth a visit i I think the only store that i've heard compares to it in size and scale is sweetwater yeah Um, yeah which is also evidently in the middle of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) um because i guess the land is cheap um but it was it was great it was a great trip and actually bamberg it's um treppendorf uh, where toman is the nearest kind of town i guess is a town called bamberg which is a unesco world heritage site as well oh lovely um and it's just this amazing like ancient german town it's like really 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 old <laughs> and um they've got like a crazy cathedral there and they're famous for and you're like this joe smoked beer <laughs> smoked beer wow smoked beer they've been making it since the 1600s right um and it is the most bizarre tasting moorish beer you will really moorish oh, oh, it's, I I it's generally great. not into smoked tasted things but you no, know it's, it's uh, very good okay it's very good so wow. um yeah i i would highly recommend a, a, a trip, big old trip to Toman. a big old trip to Toman. well it is uh it is of course cyber week matt at the at the moment and Toman are, are, are digging into that they're digging into that you know the uh, i was just having a flick through their deals on their website dealers and you should check it out they've got loads of deals going on the uh, the maestro the the you know the maestro pedal range the maestro oh, yeah. mariner their tremolo eighty eight quid mm. it's like twenty five percent off I could get behind that yes yeah. uh, loads of deals on their Harley Benton stuff obviously all of their Harley Benton pedals are thirty five quid um, you know and and some of them are cool like they do this a pedal called the sidecar which is like a drive on one side and an EQ on the other so you have slider EQ and overdrive controls all in one pedal. I like the sound of that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I think um, you forget because everywhere always seems to have some sort of deal that there are like other things happening. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, they've, I mean, I, I was looking on their website earlier. It's like seven pages of stuff. Yeah. Like on a deal. It's just yeah. absolutely, absolutely crazy. Now's, um, uh, now's the time to get a uh, neural um, DSP Cortex. Yeah, moment, I actually, I, um, I actually saw they've done a limited version for Black Friday as well because really? it looks like they've done a black and gold version. Oh, I think I saw very it somewhere smart. as well. Oh, um, I always find it funny though with different colorways because it's the only reason you haven't bought a quad cortex <laughs> because you hate the color, um, or is it just um, you know is that is that going to tip you over the edge? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Or maybe. maybe you've just kind of been sitting on the fence and now you've got another option. Yeah. Um so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm just having a look through I mean, the Harley Bentons, the ones that keep um they're always just 
I just cannot believe. Harley Benton, HB35, their hollow body 335, 104, was 175, if that wasn't cheap enough. <laughs> 148. 148. Um, I think one of my favourite deals, though, which we did when I was we were at GAC, actually, I believe, which is buy a tailor, get a baby tailor. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. It's <laughs> such a crazy deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Yes, there's some great stuff out there, some great yeah. stuff on the old Cyber Week. But I yeah, was uh, from a Harley Benton perspective. I was really looking forward to spunking <coughs> a load of money on uh, on something random for um for cyber week to be honest and i completely messed up well i didn't mess up i just bought something so i guess i did spend loads of money on it i uh, i uh so i accidentally bought another helix oh yeah do you bought didn't you buy one and then it didn't work yeah, it didn't work properly yeah sent it back the yeah. guy was lovely i don't think it was his fault i think it you know it just got dust in it and i'd looked up i even contacted ben adrian at line six and was like can i open this because it was probably just you know needed some contact cleaner on one of the switches but i was like can i open this up and he was like you can but it's a bigger it's a big thing to do because you've got to take off every single every single washer and screw on all of the inputs on the back to to get the whole thing off and i was just oh like my the, God. the chances of it going back together the way it's come apart seem very slim so uh so i opted to send it back to the man who's very nice but anyway i i also i, I was thinking i want to stomp and then i came across a very good deal on ebay on a uh on a full a full helix so got that so that's oh, on the way there we go that's, that's on the way so i, I kind of want to stomp so i'll probably play this for a couple of weeks then sell it and buy a stomp but uh <laughs> but it, but it's fine but it's fine yeah. speaking of line six matty <coughs> um helix have just brought out their 3.7 the gift that just keeps giving ben adrian delivering yet again 18 another... updates since launch is <laughs> that is 18 18 updates that is crazy unprecedented amount of um user support from ben adrian and the team at uh, involved you know in charge of helix for line six really great and another really substantial so this is what you got dear listener you got a whole bunch of amps you got their uh well okay so i guess um i i can't remember how many does it say anywhere just a number i don't want to have to just list all the names L- a load i'm just going to say a load dear listener a load of new amps new effects new bass amps things like that very cool but what ben and the team have done this time is the amplifiers are all line six amps and what i mean by that is they're not official copies they're not saying or even unofficial official copies they're not saying this is a vox ac30 they're just saying this is inspired by something so by doing that it means they're not spending dsp on making something absolutely accurate to an existing product they're just making something that's inspired by something else which means these amps these amps are super low dsp which is great if you have a big old effects chain or if you want to create a complicated amp effects chain it means you're not using much of your processing power on the amps but it's great they do like um, the line six clarity which is uh, inspired by classic clean solid state amplifiers lots of clean headroom and a touch of overdrive it's great brilliant the the aristocrat i was a big 
fan of, inspired by rare, unobtainable boutique mid-gain black panel amps. Oh, I um, wonder which one. <laughs> I wonder yeah. who they're talking about. But it sounds great. It sounds great, and it doesn't take up my whole, you know, um, uh, all, all the DSP. Really good. I really liked the the Carillon, which is. Uh, um, inspired by a vintage version of a popular el84 driven tube tube amp with added grit and high gain settings there were loads there were loads the voltage the kinetic the oblivion the brit 2203 which is actually just a jcm 800 but um it was very very cool a whole range of them and they did uh, a couple of great bass amps as well um the the aren't line six versions they did a they did a mandarin 200 which their ad 200 the orange ad 200 a great valve bass amp and they did a lovely silver panel fender basement as well which i thought sounded excellent on bass a whole load of cabinets which i won't go through and then they've also modeled the nobel's odr1 fantastic overdrive pedal um that's called the prize drive on on the line six one of the best things is the noble different company not nobels noble preamp di which is like a, a valve di pedal which cost a bucket of money a very good base di they've done that and it's called the regal base di on there it sounds excellent they've added a feedbacker very useful a bloom very reverb. cool that's what yeah. i was going to say the feedbacker Sorry, yeah, is very it. cool because i saw a demo of that and obviously there isn't much on the market that's been allowed well i mean the only thing is pretty much the freak out yeah from uh from digitech, digitech. and i yeah. know that i think guys like pete thorne had to use a separate one of those you know, because they wanted that one effect. So to put yeah. that in here and not only do that, but you can also change the tuning of the feedback, which is very, very, very cool. cool. Um, I liked it so a lot. So I'm, I'm into that. I think that's mm. a really nice addition and certainly, again, a great addition that might tip you over the edge to buy one or something very cool yeah. for you to mess around with a product you might have had for nearly 10 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, very cool. I did find with the feedback when I was using it, you have to use it carefully. I'm sure you do with any synthetic feedback creating effect pedal. I don't think this is exclusive to line six, but really what you want to do is just hold a chord and let it ring out. If you try and move around at all, whilst there is feedback, because of course the, what the feedback really is, is an octave and some reverb you know, creating a yeah. synthetic harmonic. So if you move around, you can hear the octave go, boop, which is not ideal. But, you know, that's uh, I think that's just the nature of synthetic uh, feedback. Yeah, it's pedals. funny. One of the best natural feedbacks I've heard was on the old Boss DF2. Right. Um, but actually, we used to have a pedal called the FB2 Feedbacker Boost, uh, which was discontinued very quickly. It wasn't particularly popular. And now on Reverb, they go for crazy money because everyone uh-huh. sort of realized, <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, maybe good. that was good. But it was it was really, really natural. Um, and then I think Fender also made one called the Runaway feedback pedal at one point. Oh, yeah, point, that rings is, a bell. Which was, I think is crazy. I think they go for like nearly a thousand euros on um, on Reaver, but it was like one of their huge foot pedals and it was the same thing and you could control the feedback by moving the pedal back and forth. But I, I, they barely made it. Right. And then... Um, and yeah, super, super rare. But it's a very cool effect that's not available really anywhere outside of the Digitech freakout. So it's cool mm. to have that. 
in your helix. Yeah, yeah, very cool. They've, of course, added even more creative reverbs to the pedal, which is, you know, one of the most exciting things about, uh, I think, Helix. They did such a good job of emulating and just creating reverbs that the the big players are releasing in individual boxes for loads of money. Mm. And uh, Lightstick seem to do a great job of that. So they've added the dynamic bloom, so a blooming uh, reverb, um, which is very cool. And the non-linear as well, which is a, a, a reverb with a variety of decay tail shapes, including multiple reverse reverb shapes so you can you can choose like a a linear a logarithmic an inverse logarithmic a gaussian like there's loads of options for how your tails work on on the reverb Mm. it's very very interesting yeah and i like the fact that the dynamic bloom and the non-linear the graphic design is like uh, modular like euro rack rather than like pedals which yeah, is quite yeah, cool so. yeah um but certainly adding the bloom in there obviously going i mean i know they said it's original but obviously going for maybe some of the more strymony type stuff but you can Absolutely. go from zero to 45 seconds or even infinity on the reverb um <laughs> I, this is the thing right they've released this they've also released update for the hx1 which isn't even available yet i don't think people have even got them yet <laughs> yeah um and i still don't know why people are moaning about the HX1. The HX1. People are it like, might oh, win gear of the year. It needs to have three pedals on it because, you know, what's the point in having one effect at a time? Like, they make that. It's called <laughs> the HX Stomp. And it's and it's cheap enough. I mean, HX Stomp is... What? I mean, there, there are some deals at the moment. Four uh, I nine for an yeah. HX Stomp? I, I, like, saw, I saw someone that. posted it in the Guitar Notes group. Someone's <laughs> doing it for 450 in uh, Black Friday week. So certainly deals to be had. Yeah, I just I do not understand why people were so upset about that product. It's like they make a single one, they make the three right. one. It's like oh, make it double, and then it's like well, if it's two four nine that's single, it's going to be three four nine, and then you're only a hundred and fifty quid away from an HX stomp. So wouldn't mm-hmm. you just buy the stomp? Don't know. People are strange, um, but I, I'm looking forward to the HX one. It's got some great effects on there that I'm I'm I only need one at a time. I only want the feedbacker on occasionally. I only yeah. want the octave on occasionally. However, I am interested to see how the three oscillator um, synth effect will work on the HX1 because it is on there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is on so there. I guess, so, I, so I guess. Wow. So there's you could you just have to MIDI control it then you just have to use it with a MIDI oh, I switcher. I guess so. I guess so. I haven't really. Uh, I'm sure I'll dive into it when yeah. um, when I get it. But yeah, I was looking at the manual and I think the only things that aren't on there are some of the. Let me have a look. I think was some of the amp modeling not on there. I don't think because... amp modeling's on there. It's the same as HX effects. So yeah. it's just the effects. Yeah, so you've got... But it's all, all the, the legacy stuff as well. All with the, the drives. Um, you've got all of the dynamics, all of the uh, compressors, EQs, all of the modulations, including all of the legacy models and all of the recent ones, all of the delay ones, uh, which I'm very excited to try some of the ones I haven't tried before. Mm. Um, so things like the Tessellator or the ADT or the Glitch Delay or the Heliosphere, which are all Line 6 originals. 
Uh, and then you've got all of the synth models on the wet on there as well. So yeah, the three note generator and the four oscillator genera generator, including the poly pitch and the poly wham and the poly capo, which I think came in the last update, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is is definitely going to be a step up from what's on offer in the H nine. Yeah. So yeah. yeah I- think they might be shipping next week so i'm very excited to get that and give it a try absolutely outstanding product um and just more yeah more more brilliance from helix yeah i um i think this is a great product so and a good update and again nice to add more stuff not so much for Mm. the hx1 users because amps aren't sort of relevant but certainly in some of the effects in there i think it's very good yeah absolutely i mean you know i think the novels di is is worth it you know alone well that's the thing that's the great the great thing is that you could use that on your pedal board as as a di i mean you probably there's other options but it's on there gets you out of a pinch if you're recording absolutely yeah absolutely um i've recorded a little sample uh of some of the bits and bobs on line six 3.7 update um so we'll play that now. I'm using just a couple of the amps. I, I did use one thing that wasn't part of the update. I want a little flanger on the lead tone, but the bulk of the lead tone is um, the uh, the aristocrat, so the Dumble. Um, the bulk of it is the Dumble with the Nobles um, uh, ODR1. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, which cool. is their prize drive. So that's the bulk of the lead tone, and every all the other supporting guitars are um, the Line Six Voltage, which is a British plexi style thing. We've just uh, um, and I've used the weird one of the weird reverbs. Their non-linear reverb is just uh, is oscillating in the back there, just to add some atmosphere. But um, here it is. This is how good this update sounds. <laughs> Yeah, that was that weird, weird uh, delay that I hadn't really synced up properly with anything, but uh, all the reverb rather, I hadn't really synced up with anything. But what I, I just think, loads, loads, and loads of fun. Indeed, loads of fun. Yeah, very cool. And again, the eighteenth update since launch, so very, very impressive. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Now. Dear listener, thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. Matt and I are going to be heading over to Patreon in a minute, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where we're going to record an extra episode. You can 
head over there, dear listener, and you can sign up and join our community and get extra episodes every week. All the information about that is there, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. We're going to be talking about, I think, the Mark Knopfler guitar auction. Yes, is... we'll do a bit of that. We've also, you got something at the guitar show, which we maybe should talk about a little bit, Joe. If we yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk a bit about that. And um, and I don't know, maybe the new Chase Bliss pedal, the Lossy. Oh, that's, yeah, we should talk a little bad. bit about that as well. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm in. Exactly. It does sound good. So thank you very much once again, dear listener, for joining us for another episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Goodbye. Thank you very much you wonderful people thank you especially to our ten dollar top tier patreon backers very soon some of you will be receiving your goodie bags but for now thank you very much to nicholas strong rocket rob patterson marcus deluxe suresh dorsonic pickups rob witherden chris franklin anton fryant russ Meehan, barry gresbick steve davis daniel walker John Conaway, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes, Andy Hoffler, Eric Hemmer, Jeffrey Wax, Dan Pilver, Brian Einsler, Dylan Griffiths, Mark Izao Kadawaki, Eric File, Peter Pesce, Andy Manley, Joe Puttick, Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski, Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Wharton, James Storr, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Losef, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia the Band, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Rob Nordvik, Scott O'Brien, and Moog Gravit. 